There is only one you, and that is your superpower. You can't F that up. However, you can get stuck. That's why I created this space called Unstuck Yourself with Crystal Simmons. Unstuck Yourself is about figuring out what has you feeling frustrated, isolated, or depleted of energy so that you're able to unstuck yourself on your journey through life when you don't know how to move forward. Unstuck yourself in your career that no longer excites and challenges you. Unstuck yourself with negative thoughts that seem to be doing cartwheels in your head consistently. I don't have the answers. You do. You always have. I'm providing the time, space, and grace for you to reconnect to that knowing. I'm Crystal Simmons, coach, speaker, and facilitator, and I'm grateful you made it here. Let's begin to unstuck yourself. Hold, please. I'll be right back after these dope messages. Say cheese. We all know that it's the universal signal for let's remember this moment together by tilting our heads to the side and showing off all of our teeth and smiling, right? But have you started tilting your head to the side and avoiding showing off your pearly whites? Maybe you've noticed that the tooth in the front is being super antisocial with your other teeth. So rude. That is completely normal, but it doesn't have to be your case. Back in January 2021, I realized the shifting of my teeth was getting increasingly worse and I found myself occasionally slurring my words and at times avoiding certain words altogether. Y'all, I was speaking more. I was going live on Instagram more, but I felt like my teeth were holding me back from sharing those gems. I was speaking. Thankfully, my sister told me how cool the peeps at Bates Orthodontics were and how close they were to my house. Listen, you can give me good people who love their job and the people they serve, and I'm in there. I gave them a ring, scheduled my consult, and the rest is straight teeth history. Base Orthodontics has multiple locations in the Richmond area and my favorite go-to is their new location in Chesterfield where Dr. G is providing top-notch care with a side of humor that brings comfort to any newbie interested in being straight teeth peep. I love Base Orthodontics because they invite me to ask all of my stuck questions. Y'all know I love questions but they do so without making me feel like I'm a bother to them. They are there to help bring your smile back to life with Invisalign. Invisalign treatment is the clear alternative to metal braces, which I also had decades ago, but I didn't wear my retainer, but that's another story. Invisalign are for kids, teens, and adults. Call Base Orthodontics today at 804-258-4268. Again, call Base Orthodontics at 804-258-4268. Or you can visit them at BatesBraces.com. B-A-T-E-S-B-R-A-C-E-S.com. BatesBraces.com and schedule your free consult by clicking the bright green button at the top and following three easy steps to reserve your appointment today. Base Orthodontics, where we're bringing smiles to life. And no worries if you're not local to Richmond, Virginia, just visit Invisalign.com and enter your zip code to find the right Invisalign provider for you in your area. Be sure to tell the dope folks at Bates Orthodontics, Crystal Simmons sent you from the Unstuck Yourself with Crystal Simmons podcast. Hey, hey, peeps. I support my clients by uncovering mindset blocks and shifting their energy, which leads them to making progress towards unstucking themselves with ease, clarity, and a sense of freedom to choose. As life keeps life in, I'm here to share Crystal's triple A's to increase your awareness to what is and isn't working as you enhance your abilities to take action. 
So what's new in Crystaltown today? This is the portion of the show where I'll give you some updates of the happenings going on for me as life keeps lifing. And today I wanted to share an oldie but a goodie crystal classic. Don't fight it, invite it. <sighs> I had a coaching call today with my peer coach. A peer coach is a peer of mine who is also going through the coaching certification program. Thankfully, we are practicing our skills of being an effective coach. And this human has been a great um, force thus far. We've only had two sessions out of the 12 that are required. But I went to bed late last night. I played pickleball for the first time, y'all. Because y'all know I love definitions. What? is pickleball. Pickleball is a racket sport that combines elements of tennis, badminton, and table tennis. Two or four players use solid paddles made of wood or composite materials to hit a perforated ball over a net. And the ball is much like a wiffle ball with about 26, 40 round holes. And it was first played in 1965, Bainbridge, Island, Washington. I am loving it, but I played for like two and a half hours. I burned like 600 plus calories. You got to keep in mind, I am new to this. So I wasn't running back and forth for two and a half hours. I was still trying to learn like the rules, how to keep score, how to move and so forth. Yeah, I went to bed late, played pickleball for the first time. I was tired. I was moving slow this morning. I meditated, showered. And when I got on my call, I told my peer coach, I'm tired. What he said next was something I didn't even know I needed to hear. And I'm thankful that he said it. Uh, where did I write it down? Oh, I think I wrote it down here. Hold on. It's so simple and easy. He said, you're entitled to be tired. And those were some simple words that as soon as he said it, I shifted. And I was like, you're right. I am entitled to be tired. So just a little bit to let y'all know, give you some encouragement of if you're tired, if you're sad, you're entitled to be tired or sad. And that brings me to my next point. Later today, like I mentioned, don't fight it, invite it. I was feeling tired, but then also thought to myself, I'm kind of sad and feeling a little lonely. And, you know, with the last episode of me talking about little Crystal, wasn't expecting to cry, but I'm glad I did because I want to get over the stigma of, oh, I hate crying. I don't want people to see or hear me cry. Y'all, I cry. I'm human. And today I cried. Because I acknowledge I'm sad, I'm lonely, and I don't have like a fix for it. But once I decided not to fight it, I just invited the feeling of sadness. I started crying, cried for probably like five minutes maybe, blew my nose a couple times, and then took a couple deep breaths. <sighs> kind of like that. And... I felt like I just released whatever was bottled up. So much chatter goes on in our brains where we're thinking or overthinking or replaying or assuming. And it's that's work. <laughs> like our brain is a muscle. That is work. And it's constantly working. And if we constantly leave everything up there, it's going to get 
exhausted. It's gonna, it's no different than your computer jamming up because you haven't turned the thing off or you haven't updated it. It needs a break. I remember when I was an x-ray tech, the computer would just glitch or quote unquote act weird. And our go-to was, when was the last time we shut this computer off or this x-ray machine off? Especially when we worked in the ER, we constantly had patients. And the number one go-to solution was, hey, have you turned this off for a minute? And sometimes, yeah, it would be a bigger issue, which ding, 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 you have supporters around you, friends, family, mentors, uh, a coach. But for the day-to-day, you being able to just monitor and recognize, like, it feels weird. I, I feel different. I feel something. Something might just be off. And it might be you just sending yourself a reminder of, don't fight it. Invite whatever needs to come in to come in. Sit with it. What comes up, if it's crying, if it's going out and hitting a pickleball really aggressively, like over the fence (laughs) to get some frustration out. That was not me. But don't fight it, invite it. So now it's time for us to take a cruise on the dope train. And the dope train will be the message of the podcast from here on out. (laughs) And today's episode was inspired by my guided meditation that I do daily on the Calm app that I use pretty much every day now. And I have um, five free guest passes and it consists of 30 days of utilizing the app to the fullest extent. I do believe you have to put some information in. Um, It might ask you for a card, but it won't charge you if you cancel it before the 30 days. And just a little pro tip, I did this myself. Another young lady sent me the link months ago and I enjoyed it so much. I ended up deciding like, maybe I'll just get the subscription. I don't remember how much it is, but it's it's fairly reasonable. But even if you want to just try it out, 30 days of meditating. So I'll share the link in today's description, show description, so that you you can utilize the link and I only get five passes per month. So if you're listening to this and you hit the link and it says it's not available, just wait for the next month maybe. <laughs> but yeah, there, there are five free passes that I can share. There's a link that I can share. And to be honest, the more we all meditate, the more connected we are to one another. And I do believe that we'll be better equipped to kind of handle when life keeps life. And I'm not saying you meditate and all the goodness just is, is poured and bestowed upon you forever and ever. No, but when life is life and you're able to create, you're able to assess and make choices that are beneficial for you and others around you. So yeah, let's go back. We're going to cruise on the dope train and we're going to make three unstuck stops along the way. The first stop is going to be defining what optimal anxiety is. And number two, how it can show up. And lastly, number three, how can we take action with that raised awareness? Today's episode is centered around how do you unstuck yourself with optimal anxiety? And you might be like, what does that mean? Well, I'm glad you asked. The first stop is going to be a combined stop with one and two, because we will define what the F is optimal anxiety, which is pretty important. And I'll, but I'll also give examples of how it can show up as well. So I actually Googled what anxiety means because for me, I feel like I kind of know, but I, I, I love definitions. So anxiety is defined by Oxford language as a feeling of worry, nervousness, or an unease, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. 
And in my Calm app, I have Tamara Levitt, which she does most of all the guided daily meditations that I do. She explains optimal anxiety as how to expand our comfort zone by first understanding what our comfort zone is. It's a set of routine behaviors that present low anxiety and little stress when we eat, how we dress, or who we hang out with, and what we do for leisure. All of these factors make up our comfort zone. It's a behavioral place of low risk and high security. But to perform at our very best in life, we actually need a dose of anxiety. One, to grow. And number two, to develop. And psychologists call this whole sense of recognizing the importance of us performing at our best with just a tinksy bit of anxiety. They call that optimal anxiety. With too little anxiety, we grow complacent. With too much, we don't even want to get out of bed. We don't step outside of our front door. But with the right amount, we can take risks, we can grow, and we can thrive. So in that knowing, we want to take risks regularly so that our optimal anxiety becomes a habit. So it's not so much as I'm going to do things that make me anxious all the time. It then becomes a sense of, oh, oh yeah, that's just something I do now. So it becomes that habit. Now, since we went through the definition of what anxiety is, but then we went a step further and I gave what Tamara Levitt explained of what optimal anxiety is and how psychologists defined it. It was perfect timing for me to share where this showed up for me. If I go back to even recognizing what it took for me to create this podcast, I know I tend to thrive when I have some type of structure. It doesn't have to be perfect, like A has to follow or B before B and then C needs to follow B. I just need to know there's a flow of something and there's an angle. When I signed up for the program to create my podcast, I was scared. I was nervous, but luckily with the, that anxiety of the unknown, because I didn't know what my show was going to be about. I didn't know how I would sound. I didn't know if it would be good. I didn't know any of that, but I also was able to take that risk because I knew I had won a lot of other people with me. So even if I'm struggling, hopefully somebody else is struggling and we could talk about how we cannot struggle together. So that was a huge benefit. And I also knew the person teaching the course meant business. They weren't about to share some effery and half-ass-ish. So I already knew they were going to come with their best. And if I was able just to take a teeny bit of their best and make it my own by mixing it with who I am, I would be good. Again, still didn't know what that would look like. So that was, I think I started that program in September, October. That was probably one of the biggest um, moments of me really pushing that optimal anxiety. So (laughs) at the time that I'm recording this episode, I'm happy to share a more recent event. (sighs) So I realized in quarantine, I have been working out at home. Prior to quarantine, I would work out at the Y. Years before that, I did CrossFit. Um, And off the top of my brain, I can't think of any other group activities I would do. But 
I learned how to work out from home, get a decent workout in. Still wasn't the same. Like just having people, again, having people around who are in it with you, they see you showing up because they're showing up. You're cheering each other on. There's so much value in that. I told my husband like a couple weeks ago, I was like, I think I'm ready to get out the house and work out with a group of people. Like I miss people. I need people. And I think I've done a really good job with what I had to work with, but I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to work out at home. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to start looking into doing group exercises. Obviously I'm mindful of the cost and I want to make sure I'm, it's, it's worth the money, it's worth the travel because just like any other thing that we venture into, just doing the activity itself, consider what you have to do in order to complete that action. What's the travel time going to and from? Who would be there? What type of workout would you receive? Like I remember when I used to take a yoga class at another gym. This is like years and years and years ago, probably like 10 years ago. And one of the instructors for the yoga class, I'm dripping sweat. Like we are moving. And then one of my coworkers, she had another preferred yoga instructor. So we decided to switch and check out each other's yoga instructors. I went to her class with her favorite yoga instructor and not one drop of sweat, beat it on my forehead. We were in child's pose more than we were in anything else. And I remember like 20 minutes and I was like, are we still warming up? This is an hour class. What are we doing? And then when she came to my class, remember my instructor, we are dripping sweat. She is always in child's pose in my class. There's someone out there for everyone. I love telling that story because there was such a huge difference in the yoga instructors. And I say all that to say, I told my husband, I want to do a group exercise. And I told myself, I want to make sure it's worth my time that I'm actually burning calories. I'm meeting dope people. I'm having fun. And God just came in through and blessed me. My friend Jasmine hit me up on, she had commented on something I had posted. And I was like, I want to play pickleball. And I think that's what I said. Jasmine, correct me if I'm wrong. And she was like, yeah, we, we play. Um, and I was like, I'm gonna text you and I won't spare you the details of us going back and forth, but y'all, I played pickleball. I, I loved it. However, it didn't start that way. I get there, meet her at the park and she does this with other coworkers of hers. It was so much fun. Just seeing her, I got so excited. I haven't seen her in so long. Told y'all miss people. People. Her son was there. He is like dominating it. I think she said he started the year before or maybe two years before, but it's so dope to see his growth. And of course her and I get together and we're just chit-chatting it up. But then another couple came through and I told them, I was like, look, I have only done this once with Jasmine. I had on jeans. It was after her son's tournament for like 10, 15 minutes. So I remember it feeling good to kind of move and sweat even when I had on jeans and so forth. So when she invited me, I was like, yes, that would be a dope workout. It's with someone I like and I trust. And she was like, you don't need the equipment. I have extra equipment so you can at least try it out before you buy your own. That's a bonus. So I'm not wasting money. It's free because we're at the park. But y'all, the couple came and I was honest with them. Like, I've never played. They're shouting out. All right, so we're going to hit the ball back and forth. We'll do doubles. And then you have to stand here when you're part. I'm like, <sighs> <laughs> when I tell you about optimal anxiety, because 
I did this meditation probably a week ago, maybe. And as soon as I heard, I was like, ooh, I like this topic and I want to discuss and dive in deeper. But on that court, I recognized, I highlighted, I was, my awareness was like, ding, 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 ding. Like it was so strong of this is new and I don't like this. I feel like I'm bad at this. I feel like I have to laugh at everything because I'm messing up. I feel stupid. Um, Am I going to hit the ball? Am I even looking at the ball? Is this supposed to, is this for me? <laughs> and I felt so uncomfortable. And my question to you is when was the last time you felt that uncomfortable doing something? You don't have to do it every day, but has it been in a week where you try something new and you're like, oh, what am I doing? Has it been a month? Mm-hmm. Has it been a year? Has it been five years? Maybe. And no time is wrong or right. Remember, triple A's, awareness, abilities, action. We want to be aware of it first. That's the first step. So in my awareness of, oh, I'm trash. (laughs) And y'all, I would miss the ball. I'd be like, oh, come on. Or I'd be like, nope, that ain't it. I go to serve, didn't even hit the ball. Uh, I go to serve, hit the net. Um, I go to serve, uh, is that even on the court? So I'm getting frustrated, like, oh, come on, really? Seriously? And y'all, they were so supportive, so supportive to the point where I had to breathe in like I just did and be like, Crystal, this is your first time. Now, are you going to laugh and shame yourself? Like, what are you doing? Oh, this feels like crap. Or are you going to at least try? And when I say try, you're probably like, well, Crystal, you probably were trying. I wasn't intentional with my trying. So I would, like I said, I would go to serve. They would tell me, try bouncing the ball first. Try that. And then somebody was like, well, hold the ball and then like drop it on the paddle and then hit it. Like it sounds weird the way I just said it, but it's almost like uh, release the ball from your left hand while your right hand is swinging. Try that. But instead of me telling myself, like in the beginning, I was like, what am I doing? They're just, they're they're trying to help me. I'm not getting it right. I literally said to myself, okay, Crystal. And when I say to myself, I said it out loud. Let me make that correction. I'm going to drop the ball and hit it with the paddle. And then the other lady was like, watch the ball while it hits the paddle. I'm going to hit the ball and watch the paddle. Like I had to say it out loud and move my body. They even shouted out like, move your body this way. And I had to recognize they really wanted to help me. Instead of looking at it, like, I am really sucking. They're like, please stop sucking and listen. Because <laughs> that's what was registering in my head. Uh, you are trash right now and they want you to be less trash. Are you listening? <laughs> And I can laugh about it because I remember that moment. I remember where I was on the court when I said, okay, bounce the ball, swing, look in the direction with the ball to go. What was the score? What does that mean? Oh, it's my turn now, right? Because you serve. All right, cool. Oh, and now we switch, right? Is that zero one and I was the first server. So then that, okay, cool. When I hit the ball, it has to hit over. It has to bounce once, but then they got to hit it back to me and bounce back to me. Okay. I can't run up if my partner is serving. I have to stay back. I can go up if I'm not serving. Um, I can't be in the kitchen, y'all. That is the term. It is the gray outline portion close to the net. It's called the kitchen. (laughs) You can go and retrieve the ball from the kitchen. You can't hang out in the kitchen. All right? All right, good. I sound like a pro, right? (laughs) 
It was so much fun. Even though I'm sounding like, oh, you're getting it. I felt like I was getting it. And for me, it took me expressing it outward. I'm going to drop the ball. I'm going to serve it. Oh, it's our turn now. They hit it out. So their other partner gets to another try to serve. Then it'll be our turn. I learned how to keep score. I switched up with my paddles because one was a little bit skinnier than the other. One was heavier than the other. <laughs> the ball would like hit my foot or near my feet. And I'm like, how do I hit that? And they're like, no, don't worry about it, Crystal. You'll learn how to move your body or you'll learn how to run back away from the ball so you can hit it. Y'all, I started doing that. Even though the first time I think I didn't even hit the ball, I celebrated that I ran back a couple feet so that I could at least attempt to try to hit the ball even though I didn't hit it. Being able to recognize the shift. So one, like I said, raising the awareness. I'm not good at this. I haven't played this, so this makes sense. Of course, I wouldn't be able to do most of this. Of course, I don't know most of this. But then recognize my abilities. Can I listen? Can I follow instructions when they're being yelled at me? And they were doing it in a way, it wasn't like, come on! It was like, oh yeah, just step back. Or no, or watch the ball. Try bouncing it. And at first, I was irritated, like, yo, stop telling what to do. But I didn't say that. But I could feel the irritation. Remember, invite it, invite it, invite, invite it. Don't fight it. So I invited that feeling in and then recognized like, is this, oh, this is helpful. That makes sense. Yes, I can hold that in. If I forget, oh, darn it, that is right. You did say to do that. Got it, got it. Or, yep, I'm going to keep forgetting because this is all new. So those are my options. What am I able to do in that situation? And my action was to, if I remember, attempt it. And as I continued to do that, I kept getting better and better. The biggest thing was, what on the older gentleman that was there, he was like a beast in helping me and acknowledging, even keeping score for us sometimes, giving tips. We started switching partners. So me and Jasmine were partners in the beginning and I felt comfortable with her. So comfortable that I think I was rubbing off on her because we weren't winning. <laughs> I love you, Jasmine. But I felt so comfortable. And when we lost, <laughs> they were like, all right, we started switching. And I got nervous. I was like, oh no, my blanket, my comfort zone is, is leaving me. I felt it. This is just a pickleball game front at the park for the first time. And I felt she was my comfort zone. And I was like, no, no, no. Took a deep breath. And one, I'm not no punk, so I'm not going to be, I didn't want to be like, no, I, I want to just keep playing. I was like, no, I need to challenge myself. And even me saying that, I wanted to challenge myself. I was already getting better with listening to these new directions, new suggestions. And then when we switch partners, I started catching on even more because now I'm recognizing it's another level of discomfort that optimal anxiety of, okay, I have a new partner. I wonder if we're going to communicate the same. So I still stay true to me of speaking out loud. Is it my turn or your turn? Is the score of this? Just to clarify, just so I can keep that fresh in my brain and create that habit of repeating, instilling this newness in me. Y'all, I won so many games that I, I, I didn't even keep count. I was yelling out the score. I was serving better. And there were moments where I would go back where I wouldn't hit the ball or my serve would just hit the net. You know, keep me humble. <laughs> but it also 
showed me that I wasn't in the moment because I had stopped talking to myself again. So I got a little bit comfortable and switching. I don't know how many different partners I had. I kept my watch on the whole time I was active, meaning even if in the beginning I was barely hitting the ball because I just was missing it. I kept my watch on and we played, or at least for me, for two and a half hours. And when I looked down, I was like, what? It was such a dope feeling that I felt just in two and a half hours, I was way better than when I started. So just examine your comfort zone and consider how you might ease outside of your comfort zone today in any aspect. Like we mentioned before, do you order the same food at a restaurant? Maybe you're comfortable with chicken fingers and fries, but can you ease out and try something else? Maybe it's in your career. Like what are the areas in your life where you could use some healthy discomfort? Is it taking on a new project in your career to learn a new transferable skill because you don't want to stay at that job forever and you're actually looking to expand and try new things? Ooh, How about you start now while you're getting paid? (laughs) What about in your personal life? Are you basically doing the same workout routine and it's kind of gotten your motivation down where you're like, I already know what's going to be required of me to hit this move or do this. I've always wanted to try tap dancing. I don't know. I don't know why that came up. What are the areas in your life where you could use some healthy discomfort? And what kind of healthy challenge do you need? If you're scared, it's just the very thought of trying something new. Explore that. What is behind that fear? What is guiding you rolling your eyes at me right now? (laughs) Or dismissing what I'm saying? Or giving excuses of, but Crystal, you don't understand. What is behind that? For me and Pickleball, it was me fearing looking stupid me seeming like I can't listen, me seeming stiff, me thinking, who plays pickleball? Is almost 40-year-old supposed to play? Is this a certain type of demographic? Will I be like in the club? It was a fear of, will they like me? Will I like them? But I, I actually really, really, really recognize my main motivation was I miss people. And I wanted to work out. I understand the power of being amongst others, achieving the same goal of just moving our body, sweating a little bit or sweating a lot. I don't, I don't really care. I just want to be around people and their energy. So that was a huge change. Being coached on the sideline made me very uncomfortable, but it made me better. It made me so much better. It was uncomfortable. I was getting frustrated, but I received support. I received cheers. I received reminders that I was actually getting better. Like they kept saying it over and over. Like that was a really good serve. Remember like you, you couldn't even hit the ball and we keep going back and forth, back and forth. Y'all know if you ever play tennis, when you hit the ball and the other person returns in, you're able to hit it. Like I cheered when we hit the ball like four times. I was like, we did it. But not hitting the ball and me switching paddles, me trying to wash a ball. I didn't know how to keep score. All of the the unknowns from the beginning. In hindsight and looking at the end, I was proud of me. So proud of me. And I just want you to know it makes sense that you will want to remain in your comfort zone. It makes sense. 
totally get it. You're not alone. But after hearing all of this, I want you to take a moment and just really think about what you're learning about yourself as I share these stories. What is the next step you can take to ease out of your comfort zone? And how will you hold yourself accountable in doing so? Will you text or call your friend? Will you let your partner know? Maybe you'll hit up your mentor or your true, true friend that's always there to hold you accountable for every word that you say, even if you don't even want to have them keep you accountable. Even if you try to avoid it, they still bring it up no matter what. I'm that friend. But y'all don't start calling me unless you're ready to be held accountable. Otherwise, you're wasting your ability and my precious time. (laughs) You don't need to know the big five-year plan of this optimal anxiety to ease out of your comfort zone. You don't need to know the full blueprints of that, but you can create what you want your next step to be. And that's what I'm there for, period. I'm curious, what came up for you as we took those stops on the dope train of unstucking ourselves with optimal anxiety? Did you find it helpful? If so, let me know by sending over a message on IG at Crystal Clear Purposes, or you can send me over a typed email describing how you took those gems and made them your own. This is where I will wrap up what we covered with the unstuck questions and gems. Number one, don't fight it, invite it. If you are tired or sad, you are entitled to be tired and sad. Number two, Our brains are constantly working. Allow your brain to rest. Number three, in life, we actually need a dose of anxiety to grow and develop. Number four, when was the last time you felt uncomfortable by trying something new? Has it been within a week? Has it been a month? Okay, where are all my peeps at? Let me know the love and support is real by unlocking your phone, clicking this episode, and hitting the share button icon. That helps this message to reach more dope peeps. And it allows the messages to be more impactful. I was told I'm a homing beacon where I'm here shining, speaking, and holding my arms out to those who are looking for me. Here I am. Do you see me? Oh, you don't? Because your cousin or your coworker never shared this podcast with you? (sighs) Trifling. Never will those words come out of your cousin's mouth or your best friend's mouth or your coworker's mouth because you shared this podcast with them. You can't control whether they listen or not, but you can hit share. You can control that finger. And if you feel like your friends are kind of stale and they hate optimistic people, then don't send them this way. But you can contribute by becoming a monthly supporter by donating 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99 to this podcast by clicking the link in any of the Unstuck Yourself with Crystal Simmons podcast episodes and click support this podcast. And once you complete that action, the confirmation goes through immediately. So don't try to complete it again unless you wish to give twice every month. And I won't stop you to doing that. I'm sending you love and light through this mic, y'all. As you write your unstuck questions and gems to turn your actions into wins. Until then, do, 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 do. Stay unstuck. Music production by Ev the Healer. 
That's at E-V-T-H-E-H-E-A-L-E-R on Instagram. <laughs>